2: Welcome, Hoopball Fantasy, to the box score breakdown for Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Day two of the NBA season. Uh, or is it day three? It's day three. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, feels like day two, just because uh, it seems like not every team has played their home games yet. So, yeah. It mm-hmm. se- seems like day two for some. Uh I'm mostly thinking of the Lakers who play their game two tomorrow, so that might be what I'm thinking of. Uh, but I'm your host, uh, JC DeLeon. With me, I have.
1: Oh, this <laughs> is uh <laughs> Sorry. Uh, right. um, yeah, uh, this is. Uh, I'm Alan Sroke, Uh First time, uh, new to hoop ball here, and uh, first time on the box score breakdown podcast, and happy to be here with y'all.
2: Cool. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, so what? Uh so what's your your fandom based on like where where do you live and what do you what do you root for and that sort of thing
1: so i'm uh i've lived in atlanta my entire life and have been a hawks fan for better or worse seen some mostly mediocre years but we're really uh on the up and up here uh it's been some of the most exciting basketball i can remember so yeah I'm i'm all about the hawks and you know Got my favorite players, too. I'm a big Russell Westbrook guy. Big on Giannis and Kawhi, too. So I'm rooting for those guys, uh, of course, as well. But, no, nah, it's it's all Hawks basketball down here.
2: Yeah, with Atlanta, besides Trey Young, which we, we talked about earlier, how I, I have kind of a running joke where... Uh, <laughs> and, and initially, I did feel this way. But when he was first drafted, um, I, just, I, I wasn't convinced it would really work with him. And the first yeah. couple months of the season, I, every time he'd do something good, I'd just be like, eh, I don't know, I'm not convinced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but eventually he, he proved that he does belong in this league and is a genuine superstar. And I'm still just kind of very jokingly, hopefully people don't take me seriously. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, they, they, there's, there's some room for improvement, you know, never sure. Not really sure if that shot's gonna, gonna hit at that next level. If he can really get that Steph Curry range down. Yeah. yeah we'll see.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. On right. Atlanta, I like John Collins a lot. Um, mhm I think, uh, I, I like to base more a lot when he was on there. It was, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I followed free agency really closely and I was really surprised last night to see he's a trailblazer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one kind of hit, hit out of nowhere. We got Evan Turner back in that trade, uh, happened mid season. Uh, in fact, you know, it seems like a pretty good transition to just sort of s- slide right into our first game of the night, which was the Hawks and the Pistons.
2: Yeah. Um, Hawks and the Pistons, uh, Atlanta won 117 to 100 Detroit. Uh, the, first team kind of coming off of a back-to-back they played last night mm-hmm. um so we talked about trey young he he had a big night uh 38 points uh, made six threes 10 free throws uh the surprising part about him and just consistently surprises me is that dude gets rebounds he got seven mm-hmm. rebounds tonight and nine assists uh, i don't know how he gets rebounds but he does <laughs>
1: Yeah, they just sort of fall to him. You know, he always finds his way he just kinda of finds his way in like the the bottom of the key there, just you know, it's sometimes it's like tip balls to him from the other team, but he, he's he's a very active guy out there on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, he's not the best defender, but he's at least trying. So and
2: it's one thing I like about his game is that is fearless. He fears no mm-hmm. contact, he fears nothing out there.
1: Yeah. Um and that was absolutely the case tonight. Um absolutely i mean just electric from the get go he had 26 points in the first half and he was knocking down fall away threes he was hitting threes from the logo he was just he set the tone early on and you know uh, he, he he it wasn't he didn't need to do a lot in the second half the the team sort of rallied around him and put together uh put together some consistent effort especially Jabari Parker off the bench who uh, we'll get to here in a little bit but no trey is uh I think he's in for a big year. People who took him in the second round of fantasy drafts are pretty positive with this very early return so far.
2: Yeah, one thing that does jump out, and I mean, granted, it's only day three, but it's been a really uh, rising trend in the NBA is that this draft class, even with Zion's injury, appears to be a really good draft class. John Morant played really well. Tyler Tyler Mm Hero has been surprising people. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Nunn in Miami, undrafted, had a really great night. So it seems like a lot of the rookies are playing really well, and here you have Cam Reddish went zero for six to nine, scored one point, zero for five from three. But what do you expect out of Cam Reddish? I don't know if you followed the preseason or how much you saw him. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I watched the preseason pretty intently with this team because of just the 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 youth component that we have going on here. You know, we had I think between DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Bruno Fernando, who was the Hawks' second round pick, they played sixty combined minutes in this one. Um, from Cam specifically, uh, we, uh, what I've noticed with him is that, you know, he, he's looking, he looks pretty nice driving to the hoop and like you hitting that little kickout pass to guys on the perimeter and his shot has been, was falling from, uh, from outside for a little bit, but you know, he didn't, he just couldn't get it going tonight. And that's kind of my expectation with him for the early parts of the season. I think of the three, he's going to have the most difficult time with consistency, um you know i think he's owned in about he i think he's owned like 28% of leagues right now and i'm sure that some people took a flyer on him because of the name recognition and just you know i think he he got the start tonight in front of kevin herder who's coming off a knee injury uh i i i think of this bunch the most appealing rookie by far from both the real life perspective and a fantasy perspective is Deandre Hunter, who finished this one with 14 points on five of eight shooting with a couple of threes and two rebounds. Um, He, he, in the preseason, he looked way more fluid on offense than I think a lot of people were expecting. People kind of pegged him as like a three and D guy coming out of college. And, you know, he, I think he averaged near 13 points a game on a pretty decent shooting percentage in those four preseason games. So, you know, it, it, that, that, that consistency sort of carried over tonight with the efficient shooting. And he was the, I mean, he was the fourth most effective sh- uh, scorer on this team. So I, I, I think that he's got a very solid role moving forward and he's my guy of those three rookies that's going to make a leap this year. Yeah.
2: He's a guy I like a lot when, when the Lakers had that fourth pick and, it's mm-hmm. Even though it was obvious they were going to trade that fourth pick to try to get Anthony Davis, if they were going to keep that fourth pick, I and a lot of people were talking about Darius Garland, but uh, coming out in that fourth spot, I really liked DeAndre Hunter. And so, yeah, it's good to see him uh, play really well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, we're happy to have him down here. And like I said, he has a very solidified role on this team because of his defensive acumen. Uh, you didn't really see it in the box score tonight, which I think a lot of people who have him were expecting. But um, he he's going to hit that 25, 30-minute range on most nights because of his ability to just hit. Uh, he's going to be trusted to guard probably the most talented perimeter guys on the opposing team.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, we talked about John Collins a little bit, too, about how much I like him tonight. He had a double-double with 18 points mm-hmm. and 10 rebounds. Uh, got you a block and two steals, even made it three. Um, so played thirty minutes, second most minutes out of all the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young playing the most at thirty-seven minutes. Uh, but what do you what you like out of John Collins?
1: John Collins is take you know we're we're all looking for that all star leap for him uh, this season. He was coming off of a near twenty and ten year last year, uh, and you know he he. I think the thing that he worked on the most to add to his game is some of that perimeter. Like some of the, some perimeter skills, like handling the ball on the perimeter and hitting that three pointer. So as you mentioned, that one that he hit tonight was a pretty decent sign. Uh, you know, I, but I think the most impressive thing about this line, or the most encouraging thing for fantasy owners, is that he had those defensive stats, which sort of disappeared for the majority of last season and really kind of bumped his value down a little bit. Uh, the the I I think that a real key for him this year to Reaching that third round uh, draft valuation that he had in fantasy leagues in nine cat and eight cat leagues will be the return of those defensive stats. So seeing those along with the three pointer were probably the most encouraging things I saw. The eighteen and ten—that's uh, we, we we expect that out of him at this point,
2: mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and so over on the Pistons side, uh, mm-hmm. anything? So we talked last night on the uh, live show. We talked about Andre Drummond and how much. Uh, I, we think he's gonna be a beast this season. He uh I think he had a thirty and twenty last night. Tonight he's gonna to another double double with twenty one points and twelve rebounds. Also got you a block and four steals, uh, which is crazy. Shot eight <laughs> eight for twelve from from the field. Yeah, I think rebounds rebounds and blocks and points, I think he's always gonna be one of your one of your top guys in the league. And so if you've got him, you definitely wanna hold on to him. Um mm-hmm. Anything else jump out at you with the uh, the Pistons?
1: Well, uh, I guess the one last thing on that Drummond line that's uh, I'm sure people are really excited about is that five out of six number from the line. Uh, oh yeah, you know, draw, on, yeah, Andre Drummond he is a free throw percentage killer, but he, he's now in two games. He went eight of ten yesterday, and he went five of six. This guy is. I mean, it's. It, it, it's crazy numbers that we're seeing from him from the line so far. It's probably not sustainable at this clip. In fact, it's definitely not. But that's got to be the thing about Andre Drummond that jumps out on, on the, from these first two games.
2: That uh, kind, of, yeah, that kind of rate is probably not sustainable. But improvement definitely is because I I was. That's one of the things I was watching last night when I watched uh, Brooklyn was to see if DeAndre Jordan was still. Making free throws at a high clip, and and he is he still ha- he still has that weird routine where he talks to his teammates before, and uh, but it's one of those things that I've I've always thought because I mean you know granted I'm just a regular Joe but like I can walk into a gym and I can mm-hmm. make eight out of ten free throws that's I've always been able to do that my whole life yeah granted you know don't have the pressure of thousands of people watching me and I'm not exhausted um, but I've always felt that it's just such a simple muscle memory movement. I don't know why some of these guys aren't good at. It It seems to be all in their heads, uh, and so yeah, I think uh, I think it's something that, that they've addressed. Uh, so that yeah. seems like that's the case. Like so, that kind I of improvement, they, yeah.
1: They, they, they've watched Dwight Howard and, Ch- and Shaquille O'Neal just get it from all sides about their inability to improve their free throw percentages their whole careers. Maybe that's encouraging these guys to uh, spend a little more time working on that stroke in the gym.
2: Yeah, and then I think guys like Kristaps have, have proven that just because you're a big guy doesn't mean you can't shoot or shoot free throws. So yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that so that that's definitely a, an encouraging sign there. Um, elsewhere on this box score, I think a lot of people were interested in who was going to absorb the power forward minutes with Blake Griffin sitting this one out again, and Markeith Morris got the start and had a pretty pedestrian stat line. He had went he shot three of eleven from the field with seven points. Only grab, he grabbed six rebounds, hit one three pointer, and had two assists. Um, elsewhere, the other guys soaking up those power four minutes, you had Thon Maker. He, he didn't do much in 19 minutes with a, a point in five rebounds, a couple of block shots. And then uh, Christian Wood, who was a fantasy darling in the last two weeks of last year, uh, he got a DNP tonight. So, not the most encouraging thing on uh, the power forward front. What, did, what else did you see um, in this stat line uh, for some of these guys here?
2: Um, Derek Rose had a really great night. Uh, shot 11 for 16, made five free throws, 27 points. I think last night he had 18. So to see him perform well on a back to back is really good. Uh, there was a, a Twitter or a user, a hoop ball listener on Twitter, hit me up and First I thought I answered his question but then he he had a a, a typo and but and I never got to answer his question but I'll answer it now and hopefully he's listening. Uh at first he asked me uh Leonard or JJ Redick uh upside for 12 team 9 cat roto um and I thought he meant Myers Leonard to, <laughs> to which I answered him and I was like well it's a not comparison but I think like JJ is going to have a meteor role on the Pelicans and then he said no I meant Luke Kennard the it auto correct. <laughs> uh-huh. Messed him up. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's an interesting, that's a different answer. To, to me, I feel like because two nights in a row, Kennard has played over 30 minutes off the bench. And I've never been much of a Tony Snell guy. I feel like Tony Snell's role might be better served to come off of the bench and have to give those minutes to Kennard. Uh, and he outplayed him tonight. And he outplayed him last night. Last night, he had 30 points. Uh, so that's kind of where I sit with tony Snell versus uh, luke Kennard.
1: <laughs> yeah tony Snell always kind of gets you that empty uh starting stat line and for reference tonight in 34 minutes he only scored nine points on three of eight shooting they were all three pointers he had three of those and he had two assists and uh two rebounds and a block shot it's yeah. not it, it you know it's nothing that's going to blow you away um and on, on that luke Kennard front you know i think after that 30 point game that he came out with yesterday, I think he was behind PJ Washington for the most added player in Yahoo fantasy leagues. Um, I actually was among those people. I, I decided to stream him for this game because I don't trust the Hawks perimeter defense. Um, but the, the it seemed like, you know, he, he, he was firing out the gates. He hit, I think he hit his first three out of his four shots and it just fell off a cliff from there. Uh, inefficiency is kind of the name of the game when it comes to canard he's a pretty frustrating guy to own in fantasy leagues and i think that you know he still is going to hit that high 20s low 30s minute mark on most nights Uh, because you know i don't think you know bruce brown also starts over him but he's not going to really play much more than 20 minutes on a given night so i I think people should give luke canard a look still um you know hold it if you if you if you bought into him after the 30 point game and are considering dropping him now maybe see what it looks like after the pistons get some rest under them and they're not playing on a back to back set because you know he he does have a consistent role on this team
2: yeah for sure um right that pretty much wraps up this game let's move on to the first of the TNT slates um uh, was really interested to see this game uh, oh, yeah. just because the and even though they lost we'll start with the rockets. Uh the rockets I think were going to be one of the more interesting teams coming into this season just because it it's 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 boomer bust for them. It seems like that it has the potential for them to be out of this world great or it's going to implode like a flan in in, in like a souffle in an oven. It's going to be, <laughs> And and right away, first quarter of game one, you've got Russell Westbrook and James Harden jawing in each other a little bit. Nothing too too dramatic or serious, but it was there. Well, we all
1: we saw it, yeah. yeah. I mean, tw- tw- uh, Twitter made sure to make note of that one. Um, you know, do you chalk that up to anything more than two guys who know each other trying to get on the same page and what is their first game, pro- professional game with each other? And it's got to be like, what, uh, seven years?
2: Yeah. And, I mean, the Rockets, to their credit, uh, at one point were making a lot of threes at a really efficient rate, but then crunch time happens, and I feel like the crunch time strategy for a lot of teams playing against the Rockets is like, sure, Russ, go ahead and and (laughs) and shoot as many threes as you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that's pretty much what happened here, and they ended up losing by six. Um, But, I mean, together, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, well, James Harden had a pretty subpar, and I only shot two for 13. One for eight from three. He made fourteen free throws because he, he's going to get to the free throw line. Uh, fourteen assists for him. Uh, Westbrook had twenty-four points, sixteen rebounds. I oh, don't that dude gets rebounds. <laughs> and he really he, sky- he skies for them too.
1: He will continue to as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, seven assists, two steals, block. Uh, he made three threes. Shot seven for eleven from three point line, but inefficient. Seven for seventeen overall. Besides those two. Does anything stick out for you on the Rockets?
1: So from a fantasy, so this was, so this was, uh, both of these teams, this was their first game of the season. So there's a couple of things that you want to take a look at with some of these new setups with the Rockets. Um, I think one of the guys that, um, uh, one of the guys that, uh, fantasy owners are probably most interested in seeing mesh with Russell Westbrook is not just James Harden, but Clint Capella. There was a, a lot of concern in the lead up to the season that, you know, Capella was going to lose a decent chunk of his rebounds to Westbrook, who, you know, has famously over the years there's plenty of clips of it everywhere, he'll just sky out of nowhere and box out his own teammates and just grab as many boards as he can. Yeah. <laughs> as you mentioned, Westbrook had sixteen tonight, but Clint Capella still was able to get that double-digit number that people drafted him for. He finished his night with 13 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks, and a steal on 5 of 10 shooting from the field. It's a very Clint Capella line, and it's pretty encouraging to those who were able to snag him in those late fourth-round, early fifth-round picks. Uh, He's probably going—I think he's going to be one of the steals of this year just because people were a little too afraid— of that drop-off, is the only thing I can think of that would bump a guy down that far because, I mean, look, Clint Capella is one of the most consistent centers in fantasy basketball, huge block rates, great efficiency, and those rebound numbers, at least for this one, was still there. Um, some of the other fantasy notes that's interesting on this one, uh, you know, James Harden, uh, you know, he had awful shooting from the field, two of 13, but was buoyed by that 14 for 14 free throw uh, number there. I think the the thing that you want to watch for is just how James Harden and Russell Westbrook, how the shot distribution goes with those two on a game to game basis. Um, I mean, they have very similar games and they, they kind of take numbers away from each other. A lot of similar things that they do. They both set up plays for their guys. They both take a lot of shots. Tonight, Westbrook won the shot distribution battle was 17 to Harden's 13. And that's probably going to continue to fluctuate. Um, but I mean, these two, I mean, I don't know. The, it's kind of, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Do you have any thoughts on how these two are going to really like mesh their games together as the season progresses?
2: I don't, it seems like it seems like it's going to be a lot of, uh, kind of them taking turns mm-hmm. and, You mentioned how it might be a big year for Clint Capella. I think every game there's going to be four or five-minute stretches where instead of deciding to shoot threes as a team, Russell or James are going to take turns driving to the basket, and those alley-oops to Clint Capella or Tyson Chandler are going to be open all night. That seemed to happen tonight. I don't know why the Rockets got away from it, because that seemed to be a really successful play for, for a few minutes, and then they went back to shooting threes again. Uh, mm-hmm. and I know it's going to be the strategy, but it, it seems like they should mix it up a little bit more. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to take some time for them to adjust. I don't know. Ultimately, I, I ultimately, I don't think it's going to work for playoff success. I think, I think they'll figure it out in the regular season, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the talents there. It's just that these people, they're very volatile in like the ways that they play their well, volatiles pretty much synonymous with Russell Westbrook, but like these two really, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. Obviously, you know, if you, you're, you're sticking with both of these guys in fantasy, but you know, you're, you're going to, there, there's going to be nights where uh, Westbrook's going to be the man and Harden's going to take a back seat and vice versa. And there'll be some nights where they'll, they'll both kind of go off and no one else around them will do much. Uh, tonight they, they actually got some help from some of their other guys, uh, PJ Tucker in particular, had a pretty big game for him. Thirty-eight minutes. He he scored seventeen points on six of ten shooting. Five three pointers. Seven rebounds and a steal. Uh, you know, hopefully he's not on your waiver wire anywhere because uh, I know he went pretty late in drafts. But this guy is a nine cat stud. Should be owned everywhere. Uh, he won't have gaudy lines. Well, gaudy for his standards, but he won't be scoring seventeen points a game every night. You know, most nights he's not going to crack ten. Those who have them, though, are probably pretty pleased with the results out of this one.
2: Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I believe the plan for tonight was to. So this uh, this Thursday night game between the Clippers mm-hmm. and the Warriors ended up being a blowout. I think the plan is for fourth quarters to be a little bit more competitive and us <laughs> to have a little bit more time to record, so we can move yeah. a little quicker uh, with the Bucks and the Bucks. Yeah. Pretty much dominated the way you'd expect them to be, Giannis. Pretty much did kind of whatever he wanted. Got his, uh I believe they said it was the ninth triple-double of his career. 11 assists, 13 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Got a steal, got well, a block.
1: And he fouled out. I mean, he was in foul trouble all game, and he still managed to put up this 30-point triple-double. Um, yeah, it's pretty, only 28 minutes to get there.
2: Oh, wow, yeah, I didn't see the minutes.
1: Yeah. He, uh, it, it was a rough go of things. It was uh, inconsistent play in terms of the time he was out there, but, I mean... Giannis is Giannis man that's MVP form right out the gate
2: <laughs> yeah uh so Bledsoe Bledsoe came back from his injury had 11 points didn't do a whole lot else so I don't really know what kind of value he's going to have Wesley Matthews is a player I, re- I really like for this team played for Indiana last year and I've kind of always liked him as one of those fringe guys I think who who's pretty good uh maybe not necessarily in the whole fantasy sense but uh yeah
1: yeah he over the last couple of seasons you know Wes Matthews for injury reasons and unfavorable situations with his teams he hasn't really been a big part of the fantasy landscape but you know 30 minutes is in the starting lineup for this Bucks team in this uh coach bud system is not you know that that's something to take note of I don't think that Wes Matthews is necessarily a must-add guy in nine cat leagues or eight cat leagues but I think that he's worth putting on your watch list because he's going to get I mean, he's going to get consistent looks from downtown. If he's able to stay out on the floor, he's going to get you steals, too. And, that, that, you know, he can give you some decent numbers in that those categories there. Yeah. And for Bledsoe. Yeah, he was he did come back from that injury. He also dealt with a little bit of foul trouble. Um, it might take him a couple of games to get up to speed, and rec- while he's kind of, you know, might be a little rusty after missing all that time with the rib stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, no, no, definitely don't panic if you drafted him. Don't try and sell him off. I, I'd wait. I'd wait a. I'd wait a, a week or two and just see what you have in him because Bledsoe, from where you're able to draft him, can really capitalize, and uh, I think he could be a value pick for some of those teams who took him. So let them let work some of the kinks out there before you get too panicky there. Um, and I, uh, in terms of other guys that, uh, from a fantasy perspective on this team, you know, yeah, I think it's really, you're just kind of limited to your starting five. The bench is, on this team is really not roster worthy in most leagues. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton are guys that should have better performances than they did tonight. Um I wouldn't be concerned with them moving forward either.
2: Okay. Um yeah, Pat Connaughton is a guy like off the bench for them, but yeah, oh, for yeah. the most part I, I'd agree with you. Um all right, so this game just ended the Clippers and the Warriors. Um the Warriors I think were going to be a concern defensively. Um I believe a couple people have gone gone so far as to say the, the Warriors might not make the playoffs. And after this game, um, offensively, I'm not that concerned because uh, mm-hmm. they're still the Warriors. But yeah, defense is a big concern because this roster, beyond beyond the names that you know, Curry, Green, um, D'Angelo Russell, and Kevon Looney, the rest of this roster is a who's who of who the hell is that guy. <laughs> um yeah. Glenn Robinson III is a name you know, only if you followed basketball in the 90s like I did, because you know his dad. <laughs> um, but Mar- Marquise Chris has never really been anyone who's been super impressive. Omari, Spe- Omari Spellman I kind of know, but yeah, it's not a great roster beyond the starting five for the Warriors.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, there there definitely have been some talk about you know questioning how... Viable of a playoff team, this Warrior squad is, especially with you know, people were banking on Clay Thompson coming back at some point, but now it's looking like we're not going to see him at all this season. um Steph Curry, I, I think he he's, I mean, obviously he's the guy who jumps out to you when you look at this team, but when you look at his stat line tonight, I think it highlights a lot of the concerns that people have about him sort of having this dearth of talent around him. He shot eight of twenty from the field had eight turnovers went two from 11 for three point range he was getting doubled on pretty much every possession from the get-go and you know it's it, it's a it's a real problem it, at least you know from a one game sample size it did not look great they, 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 their offense just kind of looked disjointed um at times and you know they were obviously able to get it going but it, the really the the worst part it was absolutely that defense. I mean, they, they they had no answers for Kawhi Leonard. They had no answers for Patrick Patterson. If you can believe that, <laughs> who I mean, who he hit six threes in this game. Um, I, I Draymond uh, dealt with a little bit of an arm injury at the beginning too. I don't know how much that affected his play throughout the rest of the game. He he finished with eleven points, four rebounds, three assists. Those should all come up as the season progresses, I think his season high totals, especially in those rebound and assist categories are going to be pretty high, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it, there, it's a who's who's of who the hell is that? You said it yourself. That is, there's just, I'm looking through these bench guys right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, really know where they go.
2: Yeah. It's, it it's going to be a rough year in San Francisco for, for this team. Um, mm-hmm. I I, w- I wasn't really going so far. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't going so far as to say to count them out for the playoffs. But I, yeah, it's definitely not looking good for them.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily buy that notion. I mean, talk is talk. I think that the, I mean when you you can't just discount what they've been as an organization over the last few seasons, even if they're missing a good amount of their core. Yeah, uh, I, I I do expect them to compete for that playoff spot, but. I, I think there's going to be some growing pains to start off here to get some of these new guys involved and try and get some of these inexperienced guys up to speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Kevon Looney, uh, on a, an injury note, by the way, he did not return to this game. Uh, he Marquise Chris started the second half in his place. Uh, Looney finished with, uh, uh, with 10 minutes uh, on the night, only three points, nine boards, no defensive stats. Not sure if there's been an update on his status. I believe it was a hamstring thing, uh, but you know, he was kind of a fringe guy in leagues right now. If uh, you know, you shouldn't drop him immediately, but you should keep an eye on that injury update on him. And uh, you know, he's gonna yeah. play, but he's uh, just
2: yeah. I don't know what he's gonna give especially you, especially since I mean, I think they're kind of thin on their 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 big positions, and so yeah, I think he'll get minutes sort of by default. Mm-hmm. When he, when he's healthy when he comes back,
1: yeah. But you know, Marquise Chris was kind of that preseason darling for them. He ended up making the team ahead of uh, Alfonso McKinney, who you know he was there for some of those championships. Uh, you know, I think that they they see he he is you know he he had he sort of flamed out in Phoenix, but he might be a guy that could th- if Looney misses time, he would be a guy who would see a bump. I mean, he only saw 14 minutes tonight, but he wasn't terrible in that time. Um, so he could be a guy putting on your watch list, definitely not adding him yet, but I I think he at least warrants, uh, just a side eye right now. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: and the Clippers, uh, the Clippers were the Clippers, uh, Lou Williams off the bench had 22 points. Um, their bench is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Montrez Harrell had 18 points, uh, Mm. six rebounds, three assists. Um, Pretty pretty easy night for Kawhi. He only had to play 21 minutes, scored 21 points. Uh, he had, had a career high at nine assists. I had no idea that he didn't pass the ball as that much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's never so the, yeah he's never had a, a ten assist game. So yeah, the, I the mean, next one will be his first. <laughs>
1: and he there's a decent chance he'll hit it. Yeah, you, you and I were touching on this at the the you know before we started recording, but. The Clippers don't have a natural uh, distributor on this team. You know, Patrick Beverly, we and Landry Shamet are two guys who have played point guard, you know, for years, but neither of them are that pass first kind of guy. It's sort of pass by committee, with Kawhi actually looking like he could be one of the better distributors on this team. I, I think it wouldn't be out of the question if he gets if he exceeds his uh, career high in assists per game this season, which would be a boon to those who decided to take him. Um, Another interesting stat line that jumps out here, and this could be a product of facing a Warriors front line that was very thin, but Ivica Zubac double-doubled with 16 points and 10 rebounds in only 18 minutes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's some crazy numbers on this Clippers team tonight. That one might be craziest
2: yeah I, uh, I think i think that might have more to do with the, the thinness of the warriors front line because one, I one right. of the questions I, i'd also had about the warriors going in um and one of the things i talked about on the hoop all lakers podcast is in it in you know for all the ways that the warriors sort of re- revolutionized the game and, and sort of nullified the big guys the way that they have evolved the last couple of years is big guys have learned how to shoot and learn how to defend three-pointers and so that leaves the warriors really small and so even the other day I was asking myself, I'm like, who's the tallest warrior? And I think it's Kavan Looney, which is he stands <laughs> a little over six nine. And so yeah, I think I think they're gonna have a problem with with guys who are legit seven feet or six ten and taller. Um, so that could be a product of that.
1: I mean, it's definitely worth keeping in mind if you're uh, in, if you're like trying to make a DFS play and you see the Warriors coming up on your schedule, and it's like, well, hmm, does the team going against them have a seven-footer? Because if so, we could uh, see some huge rebounding numbers there.
2: Yeah, and, uh, I, th- and I think uh, for for gambling purposes, uh, I think with the way some of the Warriors play, do you want to hammer the over? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, 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 I could agree with that one. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, you know the patrick Patterson thing by the way we touched on that the 20 points on seven of 13 shooting with six threes uh you know he he is starting for this team while Paul George is out which i don't think anyone saw coming uh it's I don't really know if he, he's going to be a guy worth rostering I mean he he absolutely should be on a watch list right now because you know this is a pretty you know, it sticks out in your mind. It, it, a floor spacer of his caliber on this sort of team where everyone's passing the ball around could pay dividends, but I'm just not sure what he can provide outside the scoring in the three-pointers because you know, he only had three rebounds and an assist. He's mm-hmm. never been a big rebounder, and he's not going to get you much in defensive stats. So there's probably better guys out there.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, that's going to wrap up tonight. It's a pretty easy slate for Thursday. Okay. Thursdays, I think, tend to be two- or three-game slate so that's pretty easy it's a big big night for tnt
1: oh i love that too yeah you know, so we, we, we get some marquee matchups to talk about yeah pretty much every week
2: yeah so the league tries not to take anything away from tnt so that's pretty good um so where are you on twitter or anything like that where people can follow you
1: yes so uh you can follow me at twitter at my name alan stroki that's a-l-a-n-s-r-o-c-h-i uh, I've had the account for years, and I only recently just started using it uh, while starting up here with Hoop Ball. So, you know, give me a follow. I'd love to talk with some, talk some fantasy hoops with some of y'all, and answer any of your questions.
2: Cool. Yeah, and me, you can find on Twitter at JCDeLeon1. You can also find that's my Instagram handle as well. Um, on Instagram, I post a lot of stuff about basketball and sneakers, and so yeah, I'd love to talk to people about that as well. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for tonight. Box scores breakdown. Box score breakdown of October twenty fourth. Uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Hoop ball. See ya.
1: This has been a hoop ball presentation.